morning. It's Pastor Linder. I'm traveling again and wanted to just speak with you for a few minutes. And uh, I guess I could call this a drive-by. I don't want to have an accident, uh, but I do want to redeem the time, and I need to be done by the time I get to where I'm going. And so let's talk a little bit, and for the sake of a title, I'm asking you this question today. Does God get to have an opinion? Does God get to have an opinion? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 from the New Living says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when he corrects you. And God includes that in his word because it is our nature. Uh, We don't like anyone telling us what to do. And we definitely don't like when someone tells us we're wrong. Uh, We don't mind sharing our thoughts and getting some, some good feedback from people that are close to us. But we definitely want the feedback to affirm what we think or what we're saying in a lot of cases. And certainly we learn over life the benefit of correction, the benefit of instruction. And if we're going to be successful, we truly learn how to use it so that we can grow and be healthy and be better. But there is this thing in our nature that rejects correction, rejects instruction. And, and truly we do it to our own hurt especially when it comes to God and His Word and His direction in our lives. He knows what's best for us. In fact, the Scripture says, My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We recognize it, and too often we don't really come to God until it's after hurt and after disappointment, after tragedy, and we finally come to Him. And, of course, He forgives us and He gives us mercy But what about avoiding the hurt by simply following instruction that God gives us freely from His Word? That's the way to live. To simply say, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. To say, Lord, order my steps according to Thy Word. To commit our way unto Him and and let Him have His way in our lives. So many benefits of letting God lead us and direct us through His Word. Think about it. God knows everything, and we don't. He sees everything, and we don't. He knows the end from the beginning, and you got it. We don't. And so why not follow Him, honor His Word, obey Him, let Him give us direction? Think about it. One scripture says, be careful to obey all these words that I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever, when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Well, that's a pretty excellent benefit. It's going to go well for us if we do what's right in the sight of God. So does God get to have an opinion? Do you really want to know his opinion when it comes to your family, your work, your finances, your health, things that are going on, pressures, temptations, trials, opportunities, things that are happening that seem like uh, open doors. Do you want God's opinion? Are you willing to look to his word? Are you willing to pray and seek his face? And Don't you see the benefit of saying, God, is this something that's good for me? 
What about being effective in our work for God? Second Peter chapter 1, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What qualities? If you read the text there, he talks about adding to our faith different qualities and different virtues that will help us to grow and, and be what God wants us to be. It's all about letting God have a say in our lives and letting his word work in our hearts, cause us to grow, cause us to be what he wants us to be. What about our nation, our community, uh, even uh, congregations? The scripture says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So yes, even a nation, communities, families, everyone will benefit if people are pursuing righteousness. If people want God's opinion and are willing to follow God's opinion. Here's another benefit. Scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 3, likewise husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Well, that's not a verse that may, maybe we refer to a lot, but the Bible is saying to husbands that if you honor God in the way that you conduct your relationship with your spouse, your prayers will not be hindered. God will answer your prayers. You want God's opinion in your life? Absolutely. And here's a very good reason, because I want to pray and I want God to hear me. I want God to answer. I want God to give me what I cannot have on my own. And he'll do it as long as I honor his word, blessing will come, direction will come, strength will come. How can we be the salt of the earth? How can we be the light? How can we really encourage other people unless we're getting direction from a source that is different than what everyone else is receiving? We can't have it from uh, conventional wisdom. We can't have it from just the fads of the day. It must come from another source, a higher source. It's got to be wisdom from above that's, that's not contaminated by the things of this world and the spirits of this age. We've got to let God have an opinion in our lives. We've got to be willing to look to his word and seek his face and let him give us the grace that we need. John chapter 15, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. He says in verse 5 of John chapter 15, I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. You have to have another source and you have to let God be that source. You can't just do what's right in your own eyes. You can't just go with even the latest uh, a bit of wisdom from social media, but you've got to say there is a source, there is a way that's higher than my own way. And that way is God's way. It'll help you be fruitful, help you be effective, help you be successful. It will certainly spare us from the judgment of God on things that we just failed to do his way. And so even though he loves us, we miss out on his blessing because we just had to do it our own way. 
in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the apostle says, God has not called us to uncleanness, but to holiness. And he begins to talk about what it means to reject the spirit, the teaching, the word of God. And he makes the point there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 8. He says, listen, and I'm paraphrasing, when you reject a commandment, you know, some will say, well, I just don't like that pastor, that teacher, or what's being taught there, or I'm not really, that's not my thing, I'm not into that. And when it comes to commands from God's word, the apostle said, you're not rejecting man, you're rejecting God. God's given you his spirit. He wants to lead you by his spirit. And yet you've rejected him. And when you despise the commandment of God, you're rejecting God. We don't want to do that because we'll miss his blessing. We'll miss his purpose in our lives. In the New Testament book of Revelation, the very last book, it's very complex. And sometimes uh, we're a little uh, timid about diving into what's said there. But at the very beginning, uh, the first few chapters, you're going to, look at that and it's actually quite clear the word of God comes to seven seven different congregations and at each case they are encouraged to hear what the spirit is saying to the church in each case uh, there's a message given about what the congregation the people of God are doing some good things some negative things and there's instruction about how to repair how to correct, how to move forward in a way that honors God. And and what's amazing, in every case uh, where there is instruction given, there's also a promise that if the people of God will repent and do what God is directing them to do, things will go well for them. Everything that they need, God's promise, God's blessing, the power and the grace of God, and, and of course, for all of us ultimately to make heaven our home, to be right with God and and to be saved. The promise is given, if you'll repent, then the blessings will come. And that's what we should do. We should let God have an opinion in our lives. We should study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. We should set ourselves in that type of pursuit. And when God identifies through his word and through his spirit something in our life that needs to change, we need to change it. We need to be willing to let God give us the grace to become a new creature in Christ Jesus by his spirit working in us, working in us to the place of obeying his word and letting his purpose flow through us. God will bless us. God will help us and God will use us to make a difference in this world, but we've got to let him have an opinion and we've got to let his opinion speak to us, inform our perspective and definitely guide our actions. I'm almost at my destination and I appreciate that you've taken time to listen today. I bless you in Jesus' name so that you would experience God's purpose in every part of your life. And I do want to say it's it's March the 9th for you that are listening to this on Saturday, March the 9th. And I'll give you some direction. The clock needs to be put forward 
one hour tonight right before you go to sleep because we're going to spring ahead on Sunday, March the 10th, which is tomorrow. We'd love to see you at church worshiping on time. And uh, we bless you again. Have a wonderful day and continue to seek God and his word and you will find his blessing in every part of your life.